0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soccer Betting Blitz. I'm your host, Andrew. Today is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. And on this edition of the Top 5, we're going to be taking a look at the round three games of the World Cup qualifying for this international break period. So let's go ahead and get started today over in Europe, where Denmark hosts Israel. Denmark are the minus 310 favorites to win. The draw comes in at plus 475 and Israel are plus 850 to win. Currently in Group F, Denmark are in first place. They have five wins. They've scored 17 goals and conceded zero. While while Israel are in second place, they have three wins, a draw, and a loss. They've scored 14 goals and conceded six. At home, Denmark have played two games where they have uh, won both of them uh, with 10 goals scored and zero conceded. While on the road, Israel have also played two games. They've won both of them. They scored eight goals and conceded one. So we're talking about the top two teams in this group which also includes scotland austria the Faroe islands and moldova so austria might have something to say about this but right now israel is riding in second place and in position to qualify for the world cup along with denmark if we take a look the look at these two teams overall form both teams have gone four one four and one in their last five games four wins and one loss for denmark Four of those five matches came at over one and a half total goals. And for Israel, all five of those games came over the total of two and a half. In fact, they were all over three and a half total goals. So I'm actually expecting goals to be scored in this one. But I do think it's going to be uh, more of a tight game between these two. Israel would love to come in and get one point on the road at Denmark. I don't think they would expect to do that. So if they could walk away with a draw, I think that'd be a big win for them while Denmark should be expected to win this group. I think they are the best team. I think they proved that in the Euros that currently they should win this group. And I do actually expect Denmark to ultimately get the the victory in this match. So what I'm going to take, I'm going to take Denmark to win and over 1.5 total goals being scored, and that comes in at minus 170. Personally, I think because uh, I think Denmark should be able to get to two goals themselves, and I don't see Israel being able to keep up. It is very possible that Israel will be able to score. Again, they've scored at at least three goals in four of their last five matches. The only one where they did not score, it was a loss against Portugal in a friendly. But outside of that, they've scored at least three goals in four in their last four, uh, four of their last five international matches, I should say. So Israel have shown that they are able to put the ball in the back of the net, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're able to do that against this Danish squad, who have actually conceded goals in two of their last five matches. However, Denmark are stronger. They should be able to ultimately win this match. So I am going to take Denmark again to win, and I think Denmark are going to score at least two goals, which I don't think Israel are going to match. So again, I'm going to take Denmark to win and over one and a half total goals. And that comes in minus 170, and that's going to be my lean for our first match. For our second match, we're going to move over to Group A, So stay here on Tuesday, where Syria will travel to Ireland. Serbia come in as the minus 105 favorites to win the match. The draw comes in at plus 240, and Ireland are plus 320 to win. Currently in Group A, Serbia are in first place. They have three wins and a draw out of four matches. They've scored 11 goals and conceded six, while Ireland have a draw and three losses out of their four matches. They've scored four and conceded seven. Overall, Ireland have one win, three draws, and one loss in their last five matches, while Serbia have three wins, a draw, and a loss in their last five matches. In this match, I'm leaning towards the two-and-a-half goal mark, and I'm going to look under that two-and-a-half goal line, which comes in at minus 160. Ireland are very low-scoring. Their their games are very low-scoring. They try to play these tight defensive matches because they can't really match up offensively against other other teams. So they just try to pack it in and play a more defensive style. Uh, If we look at their last five matches overall, only two of those five matches have actually gone over the two and a half goal mark. And in this World Cup qualifying round, Ireland have had two home matches. Uh, Both of those went under. They've only averaged 1.5 total goals per match. And I don't see Ireland playing much of a different way in this match. Now, the only thing that worries me about this is that if we look at the current standings, Serbia and Portugal, they're tied atop Group A. Serbia is technically ahead on goal difference, but Serbia and Portugal both have 10 points, so they're in first and second spots. Then we have Luxembourg, surprisingly. They're in third place on six points. And then at fourth and fifth position, we have Ireland and Azerbaijan, and they only have one point. So what worries me is that Ireland are running out of chances very, very quickly, and they need to get points. And the only way they're going to do that is they have to win games like at home against Serbia, which means they're going to have to open up and they're going to have to try and hit Serbia and uh, throw more of an attacking style against them if they do this, Serbia should be able to find the back of the net multiple times and win this match. So what we're really hoping is that Ireland are going to try and play a more defensive style and they're going to try and hit Serbia on the counterattack. attack maybe uh, win this game one to nil, uh, and hope that Serbia are okay just kind of coming out of this with a draw. If they just get the one point, they kind of stay even with Portugal or very close to it, they should be able to qualify. Serbia shouldn't really have too many problems at this point with Luxembourg, Azerbaijan, and Ireland in the group so serbia should be able to qualify out of this group for the world cup so it's very uh, it's possible that they won't be taking this game uh, quite as seriously in terms of trying to win uh, maybe they're going to arrest some players thinking about their club competitions which will be coming up on the weekend and that could provide ireland with an opportunity to perhaps win this one at the very end so i expect ireland to play a tight game a very close game um, and I think Serbia is going to be OK with that. I don't think they really need to kind of secure these points. So I do expect a low scoring game, which is what's normal for Ireland matches. So again, I'm going to take the under two and a half goal mark it comes in at minus 160. I can see one of these teams winning one to no or perhaps uh, just a 1-1 draw in the end. But I don't really see three goals as long as Ireland play their normal style. So again, for our second match, we're going to take under two and a half goals in Ireland hosting Serbia. For our third match, we're staying in Europe, but we're going to switch over to Wednesday, where Kosovo hosts Spain. This is a Group B matchup. Spain come in as the minus 450 favorites to win. The draw is plus 600, and Kosovo are plus 1100 to win. Currently in the Group B standings, Spain are in first place on 10 points. They have three wins, a draw, and a loss. They've scored 11 goals and conceded five, while Kosovo are in a surprising third spot. They have Uh, win a draw and two losses scoring three goals and conceding seven so they're on four points at home Kosovo have played two games they have a draw and a loss they scored one goal and conceded four while on the road Spain have a win and a loss Uh, the loss coming to Sweden two to one and the victory was over Georgia two to one so both two to one score lines Handicapping this one is pretty simple. It's Spain versus Kosovo. It doesn't really matter where they're playing. The Spanish squad is strong enough where they should be able to easily win uh, against a Kosovo squad who have shown that they're not able to put up very many goals, and the Spanish defense should be able to keep them out of the net. So I'm going to give you two ways to actually play this. The first is to take Spain to win and under three and a half total goals parlayed together. And that comes in at minus 150. Again, I don't think the Kosovo squad should be able to score, which means Spain can win by one, two, or three goals. Um, I don't expect them to really put Kosovo to the sword because just like most of these matches, especially for the big squads, a lot of their players have their club competitions to think about in the weekend. And so they might be resting some players. They might do some rotations. Some of their bigger players might not play the full game. So I think they'll be very happy with getting one or two nil victories and then just getting out of town, and they'll be fine with that. So I don't see, expect more than four goals to be scored. Um, so I think Spain in under three and a half should be a pretty good bet. Uh, again, I don't actually expect Kosovo to score, So uh, and I don't see Spain putting up that many goals. So I think Spain in under three and a half is a pretty good bet. Or you could just take Spain on the handicap line of minus one and a half. And that comes in at minus 160. The reason to take that because it is just a little bit of a worse price is if you think Kosovo are going to be able to put some goals on the board or if you think Spain might just get a one one goal lead and just kind of sit back and try and ride it out and not really try to get a second or a third goal on the board. So uh, it really just kind of depends on the tactics that you think Spain are going to use. If Spain are going to try and get out and get a big lead, I think the minus one and a half handicap are a pretty good bet, especially if they might just end up running up the score on Kosovo. But if you think it's going to be tight and Spain are just going to try to get out with a victory um, or even a draw, honestly, at this point with where they're sitting in the table, because Spain are in first place uh, one point ahead of Sweden. And the other teams, again, are Kosovo, Greece and Georgia, which means Spain is going to qualify. So we're Sweden. Actually, they're both going to qualify. They're both going to go through. So Spain would be fine with a draw. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, if they really played more of a defensive style and we're OK with getting a draw in this match. And therefore, played more of a tighter and a lower scoring game, then I think Spain to win an under 3.5 would also be a pretty good bet. So, really, it's however you want to play it, but I think I'm going to take Spain and under 3.5 total goals to be scored in this one. I think that's going to be my lean for uh, this match. For our fourth match, we're actually going to switch over to North America, the CONCACAF region, where Canada hosts El Salvador. Canada are the minus 320 favorites to win. The draw is plus. 380 and El Salvador come in as plus 750 favorites to win currently in the standings and we've only played two games overall Canada sit in third place on two draws they've scored twice and conceded twice while El Salvador are in sixth spot they've also drawn twice but they have neither scored nor conceded any goals Looking at these two teams' last five matches, Canada have a win, two draws, and two losses, while El Salvador have three draws and two losses in their last five, and they've only scored in one of those five matches, which was a 3-2 loss to Qatar in the Gold Cup. For this match, I'm looking at Canada to win to nil, which comes in at minus 135. Canada have actually won four of their last five home matches, with uh, the fifth one being a draw against Honduras, and again, El Salvador have lost four of their last five matches on the road, the one win coming at Trinidad and Tobago. So very simply, Canada is the much stronger squad. El Salvador should be coming in um, based on their World Cup qualifying experience so far. I expect them to play a very defensive style to try and keep this as low scoring as possible, which means I don't expect El Salvador to be able to get on the board. The Canadian defense is very strong. And it's led by Alfonso Davies of Bayern Munich, who is possibly the best CONCACAF player. That might be kind of surprising, considering we have, like, Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna. But it's very possible that Davies is actually the best player in the CONCACAF region. And he does lead the Canadian squad, which really should not concede against this El Salvador squad. But Canada are strong enough on offense to be able to put up some goals. And I see them doing that. I see them beating El Salvador 1 or 2 to nil. So again, I'm going to take Canada to win at... uh, Canada to win at 10 nil at minus 135. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I don't see El Salvador being able to penetrate, and Canada should be able to get at least one goal on the board. So Canada to win at 2 nil at minus 135 in our fourth match. And for our final match, we're going to stay in CONCACAF, where the USA travel to Honduras. The U.S. come in as the minus 150 favorites to win. The draw is plus 245, and Honduras are plus 425 to win. Currently in the standings, these two teams uh, are basically tied. The U.S. are technically in fourth spot. They have two draws out of two games, scoring one goal and and conceding one, while Honduras have the exact same record. They also have two draws out of two games, scoring one goal and conceding one. This is actually going to be Honduras' first home game in the qualifying region, so we don't have any data on that, but the U.S. have played one road game already. It was at El Salvador, and again, it was a nil-to-nil tie. Looking at the last five matches overall for these two teams, Honduras have a win, two draws, and two losses, while the U.S. have three wins and two draws in their last five matches. These two teams actually met back in June in the CONCACAF Nations League, which was in the U.S., although uh, in this match Honduras was technically the home squad. Uh, The U.S. ended up winning 1-0 in that game. And three of the last five matches between these two squads have gone under the two-and-a-half goal mark, albeit those games do go back a little bit. The fifth previous game was actually back in 2014. So a lot of these teams have actually switched over, so some of that stats don't matter too much. But what we can see is that these two teams play some very low-scoring games. In fact, for the U.S., all five of their last five matches have gone under the two-and-a-half goal mark. The highest uh, that came closest was the previous game, the U.S. played against Canada, which was a one-to-one draw. So the U.S. are playing very low-scoring games, and in Honduras' last two games, they actually both went under the two-and-a-half goal mark. I'm actually a little torn on this game. Uh, my initial thoughts were the under two-and-a-half goal mark, which comes in at minus 140. I think Honduras is going to be strong enough on the defensive squad to cancel out some of the American offensive offensive prowess, while the U.S. has shown that they have a great defense, and so I think they also ought to be able to keep Honduras down, and that usually will equal a low-scoring game. However, both of these squads, they're running out of chances to get points, especially for Honduras, as this is a home game, and so it is possible that we're going to see a much more open style game as both of these teams are going to try to get at three points out of a victory. So if you wanted to take the over two and a half, if you think that's the way it's going to play out, the over two and a half currently comes in a plus money price of plus 105. Now, something else to keep in mind for the American squad, uh, Weston McKinney has been sent back to Juventus. Uh, he broke COVID protocol, so he is not going to be in this game. Serginio Dest is also not going to be in this game uh, because of an injury. And some of the other top American players, like Christian Pulisic, who play over in Europe, they might be on a time watch on their minutes. So it's going to be hard to see how long the Americans are going to keep their attacking squad out there to try and get this victory against Honduras. And I can definitely see this Honduran squad coming away with at least a draw in this match. In the end, I think I'm actually going to roll the dice, and I'm going to say the over 2.5 goal mark. Again, that comes in at plus 105. I think both these teams are going to have to try to get this victory. They're going to have to try and get the three total points off this match. And I think it's even more important for the USA because the pressure is going to be on for them to qualify for the World Cup, which they didn't do last time. So I can see a more attacking style game. I can actually see both teams finding the net in this match as well. But ultimately at the end, I think it's going to be a little more open. And I do think there are going to be goals scored, even though that sort of goes against the data that we've seen in these two teams um, leading up to this match. So for our fifth and final game, again, I'm going to take the over two and a half goal mark in Honduras versus USA. Again, that comes in at plus 105. And that's going to do it for this edition of the top five. Thank you all very much for listening. If you'd like to follow and subscribe to my podcast, please do so. Please go ahead and leave me a five-star review uh, and tell me anything you'd like to know. Tell me if there's anything I can do to improve it or if uh, perhaps there's some leagues that you want me to to start talking about. I'd be happy to do that for you. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at betting underscore blitz. And we'll see you again on the weekend for the return of club action. Good luck with any bets that you might place and we'll see you next time. soccer betting blitz and its content are for entertainment purposes only the soccer betting blitz and its host are not responsible for any financial losses incurred based on episode content i am not an expert and my opinions are my own financial loss is possible in gambling please gamble responsibly